I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio one till four after four o'clock. John and Ken on demand. It's yeah. uh, the podcast version of the show. Same thing. You could listen to uh, whatever you miss. Hey, here's a headline Rand Paul Heimlicht Joni Ernst. Mm. The two senators oh, yeah. were at some sort of uh, party lunch today. And I think she was chomping down on big pork chops, and uh, she got stuck a piece of meat. And uh, he heimlicked her and uh, got it out. He's a doctor. That's right, Rand Paul. Of course, he had a lot to say during COVID, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was on to Fauci, Fauci. against Paul. Yeah. He, was the early, he was early in uh, identifying Fauci as a fraud, and everybody got mad at Rand Paul, and he turned out to be right. Uh, the moist line is hungry. Uh, if you'd like to leave a message, there's plenty of openings for tomorrow's airplay. Uh, use the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Tonight on KFI at 6 o'clock, we will carry the debate between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. Let's bring on Liz Landers, ABC News for KFI, with more details about uh, this matchup. Liz, hey how there. are you? Sure. Is, I'm good. I'm good. I think this is going to be an interesting kind of rivalry debate between these two tonight. We're expecting this to go about 90 minutes, and it's going to be moderated by Fox News' Sean Hannity. This is going to be in front of um, no audience, actually, tonight. So there will be no live audience. There was some back and forth between the DeSantis and Newsom campaigns about that live audience, and they finally decided not to have one. And it's going to be held 
in Alpharetta, Georgia, which just as a political observer, I would note it, Georgia is a major swing state now in the presidential uh, campaign process, which I think makes it a kind of interesting choice for this. Um, and these two are supposed to be talking about issues like inflation, crime, the economy, and the border. And I'm sure a number of other things will creep in there, too. And now it's hosted by Sean Hannity. Is he asked questions or they just kind of freewheel it here? It sounds like Hannity will have some questions prepared and he will give them time to respond back and forth. We don't know the exact format. Uh, Fox hasn't said whether this is going to be kind of like the Lincoln-Douglas debate style or if it's going to be a little bit more relaxed. But we are expecting that Hannity will have some of these topics prepared and then give each governor a chance to respond to some of these issues. You go ahead. Yeah, they both seem eager to do this, too. I mean, it's almost like uh, this is uh, they both think the other is going to be the next nominee for president <laughs> after this cycle. If Trump and Biden yeah. make it and that they're 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 getting ready to take each other on in the long term, maybe in 2028. I think that that is not out of the realm of possibility for why these two wanted to do this. Newsom and DeSantis have been going back and forth with one another in the press, on social media, and actually in some paid political campaign ads. Newsom has run ads in Florida attacking DeSantis. For really a year and a half, they've been doing this. So it's not a huge surprise that they would meet face-to-face, one could say, one of these days. And this has become that forum for them. I think for Newsom, this is an opportunity to reach an audience, a more conservative audience, perhaps that's watching Fox News in a prime time slot where there are going to be a lot of people. And that's always appealing if you have big political ambitions. And then for DeSantis's part, he has really seen his poll numbers drop in the last few months. Uh, he is pretty far behind former President Trump in the Republican primary race and he is actually dropping in some polls behind Nikki Haley as well. So he's kind of losing momentum and steam. So this perhaps gives him an opportunity to to speak to some of the Republican base that might be turning out in some of these races and primary elections that are coming up in, in just a few months. Yeah, I, DeSantis, of course, is more currently debate experienced than Newsom because of these Republican presidential debates. But he is not really impressed. Yeah. As you mentioned, his poll numbers have been dropping. So uh, now he gets a chance. He's the only one against Newsom. And Newsom is a direct right. opposite uh, party person. So he, I, I would hope he'll come on stronger tonight. We'll certainly see. I mean, this, I think, gives both of these men kind of an opportunity to really focus on um, what they have done in their respective states. I think that these two have very different views on how COVID was handled, on that public health crisis, on issues like border security. DeSantis has really been emphasizing that in his presidential bid. Of course, Governor Gavin Newsom is a border state governor, so I'm sure that will be a point that they will go back and forth on as well. I think perhaps abortion could be brought up in this conversation as that continues to be a big um, issue that it seems like voters really care about and will probably continue to be that way going into the 2024 presidential race. So I think that this debate might actually provide a, a, a moment for real um, exchange of ideas in a, in 
a way that we actually don't see a lot of that on the debate stage right now in these Republican presidential um, primary debates. Because there's too many of There's too many of them. It's impossible to watch those when you have seven people all shouting at each other and, and they get 30 seconds yeah. to make their point. So to see two guys going at it, and I hope there aren't too many rules. I hope they just let the two of them have a, like a 90-minute <laughs> argument. That would be terrific. Well, it seems like that might be sort of the format of this and that there will be some prompts from Hannity as the host and moderator. But, yeah, I mean, when you have two people, you're right. Each of them will get a lot more time to talk. Um, so hopefully it'll be fewer ad hominem attacks, which is, I think, sort of a feature now of these Republican debates and more actual conversation about policy um, especially because, as you mentioned, both of these men seem to have big political ambitions, not just for 2024, but perhaps beyond. So maybe they actually will be presidential candidates in the years to come. And, and this gives the American public a preview of some of their big policy ideas. All right, Liz, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hi, Liz Landers, ABC News for KFI, with a little preview there of tonight's debate between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis in Georgia, but there's no audience, so it doesn't really matter where they are. KFI, of course, will carry the debate on the radio beginning at 6 o'clock. Yeah, I'm glad there's no audience, too, because that really screws things up. The way people cheer well, or people, boo. Because they're... Per they're 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 st all their stupid uh, acolytes, you know. They're 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 minions. Prepare yeah. them with stupid one-liners and comebacks in order to get the ooh reaction from the crowd or a big laugh or whatever. And these guys are not professional comedians, right? They don't have the timing. They don't have the material. Uh, they don't know how to do it. But but they always like lay out these dumb scripted lines and and try to play to the audience. It's it's easy to do that. Because you want to yeah. get that energy, you want to get that affirmation. Because if somebody cheers for you, then the other guy starts to feel like his testosterone level drop. I saw the headline, but I didn't read the whole column. Uh, that buffoon with the El Segundo Times, Anita Chabria. Uh, she says, forget DeSantis versus Newsom. They're never going to be president. The debate we need to see, get ready for this, Nikki Haley against Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> that's the future. Well, well, Nikki Haley might be. Everyone's yeah, she's the only one that looks like she has a shot at Trump yeah, but, now. But, 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 but I mean, still I, 50 points ahead. But. Seriously, Kamala Harris? Yes, Kamala Harris should be uh, the, uh, the, the no, counterpart. That is a busted egg. That's done. They are. <laughs> she's not coming back. I mean, just get, get over it. Find somebody else to check your boxes. It's not happening uh, for her. Unless Biden dies before Election Day. When we come back, the Wall Street Journal editorial board put together some numbers comparing California and Florida we think you should be interested in, particularly uh, if you don't like the job Newsom's doing. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, Kamala Harris, they just ran a, a news clip of her talking, and I've got a, a screen crawl. Mm. And it uh, just kept saying word salad, word salad, word oh, salad. Oh, word salad. Yeah. Uh, we have a quick update on the story we did last hour about the homeless woman that shot the man to death inside his apartment in Mid-Wilshire. Yes. The woman that was living out in her car. Mm. It's kind of bizarre. She knocked on the door and forced herself into the residence. She allegedly was armed with a semi-automatic handgun, shot and killed the victim inside the home. Uh, according to prosecutors, their release on the story 
they believe that she targeted him for being friends with a woman that she had been stalking. If you can unravel oh, that in a so moment. So crazy person. Yes. You know, so, and, and this is what pissed me pisses me off about, you know, Karen Bass and the LAPD. If you have a crazy person parked in a car on your block, good luck trying to get them out of there. Because they'll tell you, it's like, well, you know, it's a, they have a legal right to park on a public street, and it's not against the law to sit in your car, right? In the moment, they will not do anything. Except in 2023, it is likely that is an unhinged wacko. And you don't know whether they have a gun or not, and you don't know what crazy stuff is going on in her head. So she's stalking another woman for probably some whack job reason, and then she's angry that the woman knows the guy. And all right, now I'm going to shoot the guy. Why, why, why is that allowed to be parked in front of my house? Well, the one thing we know tonight in this debate between DeSantis and Newsom is that Gavin Newsom will spew statistics. Good Lord, he likes to do that. He filibusters with a bunch of gibberish statistics. But the Wall Street Journal has compiled some interesting numbers comparing Florida to California. Let's start with employment. Since January of 2019... Employment in Florida has increased by over a million people, while in California it's declined by 85,000. Amid Mr. Newsom's prolonged COVID lockdowns, businesses and workers moved to places with a lower tax burden and cost of living. Florida's population is now 22.2 million, California 39 million and falling. Unemployment. Despite a shrinking labor force, California's 4.8 jobless rate is the second highest in the country and nearly twice as high as Florida's at 2.8%. California has paid $48.7 billion in unemployment benefits since January of 2019. Uh, some of that fraud. Nine times as much as Florida. Wow. Fewer Californians not, are starting businesses here. This right. is not even close. I mean, you look at these numbers. California looks far, far, far more functional as an economy, as a business environment than Florida. At a business environment level, there is no contest here. Exactly right. And he won't talk about that, though. He'll focus on his freedoms. Freedoms. Well, see, that, uh, okay. Freedoms that, to uh, kill a baby. Freedoms to, uh, you know, for LGBT people. We're not going to run out there and ban books or whatever. And, right. Well, that's why there has to be a format, or there should be a format, where somebody stops him and just basically, Gavin, stop the BS. We're talking about how employment is is way worse in California. Unemployment is way higher. Your tax burden is way higher. As you just put aside your, your gay arguments, your abortion arguments for a minute here. Address these numbers. Like, really hone in on them and keep saying, no, let's go back to this. Explain this. Because my theory on him, like if I had to go up against him, is Gavin Newsom is really insecure. He's not very bright. He really isn't. And you can tell that when he talks. Because he's one of these guys who's adopted jargon as a way of putting up a barrier. So you can't really see through. His... But you think he sounds smart. He thinks he sounds smart. And 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 and, and dumb people think if they use big words, it, 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 it makes them sound smarter. And maybe that works. Obviously, this works in California. I don't think he works in the other 49 states. But put that aside. But this, this is what insecure people who aren't very bright do. You know he hasn't earned his way to being governor of California. He was given a huge goose by Getty family money. He was given a big goose by Willie Brown starting him in his political career. And he had the look. He had that chiseled, rugged, handsome look. Surrounded himself with two beautiful wives. 
And uh, but in this new woke world, he's just another white guy. But here's some more stats. Electricity prices are twice as high in California as in Florida. Californians also pay a dollar eighty more per gallon for gasoline on average than Floridians. Gas prices have increased about seventy cents more per gallon under Newsom than DeSantis. State and local taxes in California add up to ten thousand one hundred and sixty-seven dollars per capita versus just five thousand four hundred and six dollars in Florida. And and you know what this segues into? Why do you have such crappy schools? California collectively has some of the worst public schools in the country. Why do we have the worst highways in the country? Why do we have one of the highest uh, crime rates? You know, we, when you pay taxes, you pay for the basics. Schools, roads, police. Why, how come we're giving you twice as much uh, per person uh, than Florida and we're at the bottom of the list? And keep going back to that. Say, give an answer to the question. Come on. Why do, why, how come your, your uh, constituents get such a raw deal? How California has 171,521 homeless, Florida just 26,000. Mm. And again, we are not more than twice the population of Florida, but we have, um, how no. many times the homeless is that? Five times? <laughs> uh, six times. Six times the homeless. And of yeah. course, they mentioned California's Prop 47, backed by well, Newsom, to criminalize drug use. By the way, we're going to be talking about that next hour in a brand and, new study that you got to hear about. And he can't use California's climate as a dodge. Florida's climate is equal, probably better, actually, because the whole state is pretty warm, whereas Northern California is pretty chilly much of the year and wet. California spends about 45% more per pupil on kindergarten through 12 education than Florida, but its student test scores are significantly lower. Only 30% of fourth graders in California rated proficient in math last year compared to 41% in Florida. The, the, this is great. These are great stats. These to are show great. You really, how the states match up. And and at the end, the the editorial board writes, "Our guess is that Newsom won't want to talk about much of this, and instead most spend most of his time flogging abortion and Donald Trump." Again, this is where if you have uh, if you're a sharp opponent, you keep going back. You keep forcing him to answer the questions. Why I hate thirty and sixty second time limits and the formality of a debate, especially when you have seven people, because everybody filibusters for a minute, and they say, "What's the classic dodge?" Well, before I answer that question, let me <laughs> talk right. about. And you know, right. if I ever ran those debates, I'd blow a whistle real loud and say, "No, you are not answering another question or a previous question or a rebuttal or nothing. You are answering to exactly what I just said." And I'm going to sit here and we're going to stare at each other until you answer. And then as soon as he goes off topic, just blow the whistle. Make him walk off if he's pissed off. I will be right back. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640. We're live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken On Demand. And it's the radio show as a podcast. You get it on the iHeart app, and it's the same as what you missed so far. Then you can connect to the Moist line using the iHeart radio app. There are openings for tomorrow's airplay. Look for the microphone icon on the app or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well... Just 15 minutes later, we really have a lot more detail of the story we brought you in the first hour. A man by the name of Michael Latt was shot to death in his apartment in mid-Wilshire by a homeless woman that was living in her car somewhere on the street outside of Latt's home. And here is the details, because we knew there had to be more to the story. Latt, of course, is involved in Hollywood. He is also a social justice advocate. The woman that's been arrested is uh, Jamila Michael. She had a restraining order already filed against her by a film director, a woman by the name of A.V. Rockwell, who said in court filings that Mitchell worked as an extra in just one of her films called A Thousand and One. But after production wrapped, Mitchell began to stalk the director, Rockwell. Rockwell said in court documents that after she did not pursue a personal relationship with oh. this woman, the former employee hand-delivered distressing letters to the director's home, threatening self-harm. My Glock is loaded as I write this. One pull of the trigger and I'll be free. These were all submitted to the court back in June to get the restraining order. So according to the DA's press release, Michael shot and killed Latt in his home for being friends with that director. Uh, she apparently had worked as a background actor and a stand-in for the lead actress on this thousand and one film directed by Rockwell. Wait, wait so it, wait, so she was getting hired. This this crazy homeless woman living in the car was getting hired for film parts. 
Uh, the order of that's not clear. Apparently, this may have happened, and then she just descended into uh, homelessness and craziness. Well, it must. Have I don't been. know. I don't know when the film was made, and well, I don't know how long she was living in the car down the street. The, well, it says the, the, the film, sequence of things are not clear. Film won a prize at Sundance in 2023. Yeah, that could be earlier this year, and the film could have been made in 2022. She could have been living in her car just a week ago. We don't. We don't know. Yeah, it says here. Uh, Lat and Rockwell attended Sundance, took photos together. Lat posted the photo on Instagram with the caption, Congratulations to A.V. Rockwell on your incredible feature film directorial debut, 1001. After the shooting wrapped, this crazy homeless woman, Michael or Mitchell, I think it's Michael, sent a gift box to the director. Just wanted to ask you to pass on my congrats to A.V. She wrote in a January email to another staff member, I know I probably went a little overboard with the gift box, I, gift box I sent her, LOL. But I'm hoping now, after all the rave reviews and people telling her how much the film meant to them, that she sees why I went all out. Yeah. And I know how incredible she is. Oh, that's super creepy. Oh, it gets, it gets worse. She continued to send follow-up emails throughout the year, although Rockwell does not appear to have responded to any of them. And on one of them, she said, this might be the final time I'm writing. As you continue to bask in the glory of a thousand and one, I want you to remember and not forget all the hell that people went through to help bring your masterpiece to the screen. And then she wrote, I'm taking my Glock into Griffith Park and I'm not coming out. That was a May 3rd email. Uh, so not long ago then. Not now, long ago. Now we're six talking months. Just six months ago. Seven, really. And then, and then Rockwell gets the restraining order on right. numerous occasions. So maybe she can't get to Rockwell. She decides to go after this poor man, Mr. Right. Latt, I okay. guess. So she because he knows her. I don't know. I don't know how this is. So she decided to park her car in front of their homes. Yeah, I think that's probably the case. Or at right. least in front of his. Now, did, did this director live nearby, too? I don't know that. But mm. we do know that this woman was living in her car down the street from Latt's apartment. And uh, I don't know how long she was living there. Uh, she may move around and park her car. It just yeah. said that she, you know law enforcement says there's a person living in her vehicle parked nearby, and they removed as evidence by police the car. Any person sitting in a parked car uh, late at night ought to be told to move on by the police, ought to be ID'd to see if they live in the neighborhood. You yeah. keep them moving because uh, that, that's, that's what you should do. This is what happens here. And he's still the, saying that he did not know her. Yeah, so... But that she must have connected him to her, maybe through those Instagram pictures, and just decided, with a restraining order, I can't stalk her, or so I'll bother him. I don't know. It's a crazy person. I really yeah, can't it's a crazy person. No, you can't track that stuff. But... Uh, so he, she breaks into the home and kills him. She, yeah, right, because Rockwell rejected the homeless lady. But, she did. The but, director rejected the homeless lady who... And it's one of those things, she, and this is really common, I think, in the Hollywood business. She had, like, a almost nothing part in the film but thinks that she was, like, the reason it's a big hit or she wants everyone to believe that she, a, a she's lot, what made the film a big big winner. A lot of delusion going on. There's a lot of delusion. That, yeah, and instead, uh, Lat gets the bullet. Yeah, really horrible. Uh, he was chief executive of Lead with Love, an entertainment marketing consulting firm he founded four years ago, and the emphasis on elevating black creatives and other underrepresented voices in Hollywood. But um, and he's he's the son of a film producer and a woman who's the founding director at the Sundance Institute, Michelle Satter. His brother's an agent at CAA, so he's very connected to uh, to the Hollywood business. But 
now as we find uh, out, at least from these court filings, that uh, <laughs> that wasn't completely random. Hey, the, Holly- but- the Hollywood crowd have been big supporters of George Gascon defund the police and all this left-wing nonsense. That oh, did you see all the stories things- today? They're rolling out the care court. Yeah. Well, let's see what that does, right? The care right. court. Care court is Newsom's idea for bringing the homeless off the street into mental health. But, you know, again, you still have to have a family member or police or somebody go to a judge but, and get it signed off on. I don't know how quickly yeah. this is going to happen. But remember, was it last year after Jacqueline Avant got shot to death? That was the Beverly oh, yeah. Hills woman who was married to the big music executive. And uh, she was friends with Oprah. She gets shot. And then next thing you know, there's all these Hollywood names supporting Rick Caruso. Some kind of sea change in Hollywood. That a lot of Hollywood types who have been supporting every left wing, free the criminal cause, close the prisons, uh, close the jails, defund the police. Uh, George Gascon, the whole bit, right? They collectively put millions of dollars into into all this kind of politics. And then Jacqueline Avant got shot and suddenly it's like, hey, hey, anybody know Rick Caruso's number? <laughs> like to right. donate to his campaign. And same thing here. You're going to see you're going to see an article in like a week or two about Hollywood uh, reassessing now their political stance on uh, dealing with the homeless and criminals and blah, blah, blah. All right. Uh, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640. Live uh, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. The abomination known as Proposition 47 is nine years old. Yep, 2014, passed by the voters. Unbelievable. We've talked about it so much during those years and the damage it's done to the state. Next hour, we're going to have a special guest, Dr. Stephen Bell, a criminologist and a retired LAPD sergeant. He and a co-author from Arizona State University have published a scientific study. You know what the study's called? Do cops still care? Yep. Did Prop 47 affect the way officers decide to even bother enforcing narcotics laws? Yeah. That's, you're going to like this uh, study. Well, not like it because of Prop 47, but <laughs> you're going to get the, the details. That's uh, what their findings were about uh, what police do now because of Prop 47 with people involved in that, that's drug the, crimes. That's the unintended consequences because the police stopped caring because it was a waste of time to round up people on drugs. So you end up with more addicts in deeper drug addictions and then they go crazy and start acting out and living in the streets and stabbing and shooting people. It all goes back to this proposition. I don't think anything meaningful is going to change uh, on the streets of uh, Los Angeles until Prop 47 is is repealed. Yeah, I think you're right. Because this started a chain reaction that these jackasses in Sacramento, well, Gascon wrote the proposition, okay? We're living literally in George Gascon's world. These were his words in Prop 47. He wrote them. With his and a hand. lot of emphasis has been done on the shoplifting aspects of Prop 47, but we forget that they reduced a lot of drug crimes from felonies to misdemeanors. And that just that's why we that, end up with a lot of homeless people on the streets. Drugs so can be done. Dr- the drugs equal homelessness. There's a direct correlation because most of the people out there are on drugs. Most of the crazy people got crazy because of the drugs. And that's George Gascon. His legacy is much bigger than 14,000 cases not prosecuted in L.A. County. And remember, when you get on these drugs, you lose your will to survive. Your survival instincts are gone. Uh, remember Sam Canonis, who's written some great books, and he said there's got to be some kind of consequences, and sometimes jail is the kind of consequence because then the drug addict is not is separated from their drugs. 
and it may start them on a path to doing something about their life. But if you just leave them on the streets, they're just going to die. And that's what happens with a thousand they, or more deaths every year of overdoses on the streets of L.A. They tried, they tried something wacky up in Oregon recently. They legalized a whole bunch of drugs. And they've got so many people living in the streets, so many people dying. And now all these uh, uh, progressives are begging somebody to repeal the law because all their right. life is a shambles up in Oregon. We'll get into that after 3 o'clock. Don't forget the DeSantis-Newsom debate will be carried on KFI tonight at 6 o'clock. Well, the uh, pro-Palestinian people, anti-Israel people, they interrupted the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade a week ago. 34 people were arrested. And then they showed up last night at the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting. And it got ugly with seven people arrested, although... The lighting still went off without a hitch, even though there was but, a bit of mayhem in the area. There I got in a New question. York City. Do, do, do the, don't they know that the uh, the Christmas tree attracts a lot of Christians? That's, yeah, that's I guess not, they, they were just looking for something like a big media event. That's not a Jewish ceremony when they light the Christmas it's, tree. That's not. I don't think it was relevant. To that's the, like somebody tell the Palestinians that's a Christian tradition there. <laughs> uh, Eighty foot tall Norway spruce was lit for the holiday season. Uh, we uh, let's start with the compilation of the protesters at the Christmas tree lighting. Cut four. Are they yelling, kill the Jews? No, I don't. Palestine will be free. Yeah. These are pro Hamas people. Don't be fooled if they say, no, we're worried about the Palestinian people. No. They want the Jews killed. They want Hamas to uh, finish the job. That's what they want. It's uh well, let's move to the second cut where this this gets kind of ugly. Cut three here. Some of the protesters uh, apparently uh, called out a Jewish man who was nearby, and uh, we have some of the audio. Oh, we got Hamas supporters. Hi. We will free Palestine. Terrible. Within our lifetime. Why are you yelling? You. Why are you yelling? You. Why are you yelling? Genocide supporters. You. You're a Nazi. I'm a Nazi. <laughs> what? You call me a. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Whoa. That was just some of the fun and mayhem in the streets of Manhattan it, last night. Is the diversity just... wonderful? Isn't it wonderful that we've invited all these people in from other countries and cultures so they could come and scream and cheer on genocide and death and destruction and, and terrorism and slaughtering babies? More, more diversity, more, more equity, diversity and inclusion. Remember, we played for you yesterday some audio from Monday night's Oakland City Council meeting where there was a public comment period. They were voting oh. on a resolution for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, but uh, tons of people got up there condemning Israel. But even worse, uh, they didn't want to call Hamas terrorists. They, they actually said they think the Israelis killed their own people uh, just to justify a Gaza invasion. Wow. Well, we find out from uh, Stop Anti-Semitism on, on X that one of the people that spoke is uh, Christina Gutierrez, who said Israel murdered their own people on October 7th. Turns out she's a, she's a government worker. She's a program analyst with the city of Oakland. 
earning more than $151,000 in pay and benefits. $151,000 she earns of our tax money, and she goes to the meeting to praise Hamas. That's just... It's the Housing and Community Development Department she works at, some sort right. of an analyst. And she is a well-fed woman, isn't she? She, uh, wow. And, and this is the craziest of the crazies who would actually say that Israel did this. It's sort of like people, you know, believe 9-11 was an inside job and all that kind of stuff. They, they murdered their own people was on she, October 7th to justify the invasion of Gaza. Was she right. on the clip yesterday we played? She was the first woman you heard on the clip yesterday. Do you still uh, have that? Yeah, hold on one second. Yeah, okay. 151 grand that Oakland taxpayers give yeah. this lady. That's just... It, what are we you know, doing? Again, if the, if the speech is in the other direction, oh my God, all the media be calling for heads and cancellations and all that I know. kind of... Right, but right, she's right. she. I don't. I don't. Is she a black woman or a Hispanic woman? Hispanic, Hispanic yeah. woman. Yeah. Gutierrez. Yeah, I have the clip. Latino. All right, listen to the clip. This there really been beheadings of babies and rapings. Israel murdered their own people on October seventh. There she is. There's not been beheadings of babies. Israel murdered their own people on October seventh. Hundred fifty-one thousand. That we understand. It's Christina Gutierrez who's got a city of Oakland job, earning more than one hundred and fifty grand in pay and benefits. So after spewing all that. Uh, vile hatred. She just goes back to work uh, the next day. She's a program analyst, whatever the hell that is. Sounds like a fake job. So she just goes back to her cubicle, her office, and uh, carries on. All right, when we come back, it's been nine years since we've been saddled with Proposition 47, which lowered the uh, threshold for shoplifting, of course, and have uh, reduced many drug crimes from felonies to misdemeanors. It's been a nightmare. We're going to talk to Dr. Stephen Bell, a criminologist and retired LAPD sergeant, and he's co-authored a study. Do cops still care whether or not cops decide to even enforce narcotics laws because of Prop 47? John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.